I'm Vicki Merrick. Up now, the local food report with Elspeth Hay. This week, Elspeth visits a pair of unusual fruit trees in Wellfleet. Every leaf has a fig. That's Charlie Amsler. Twelve years ago, he planted two tiny fig trees in his front yard in Wellfleet. Joe Capello was the well driller here in town. And uh, his parents brought them over from Italy. They refer to them as a horse fig. It gets a brown skin. Uh, They're wonderful to eat. Interestingly, figs are actually not classified as a fruit. They don't flower, or at least not visibly. Instead, every stem, this is what Charlie meant when he said every leaf has a fig, every stem produces something called an infructescence, a hollow bud that contains multiple internal flowers. These tiny internal flowers turn into the sweet, stringy pink part that we eat. Uh, the best way to prepare them is the uh, Mediterranean style, where you, when they get brown, they'll probably get about an inch and a half in diameter. Then you wrap them with fresh prosciutto, put a dollop of uh, feta cheese, then we drizzle our fresh honey, then you put those on the barbie and grill them up. Charlie's trees are huge. His partner, Carol, cuts them down to about three or four feet every fall to protect them from the cold weather. But it's nothing for the branches to produce 8, 10, or even 12 feet of new growth each spring. One year, the branches reach the second-story windows of their house. As you can see, the growth is rapid. These are a crown-rooted plant. As you can see, the undergrowth, it comes right off the, of the root system. If we would take and just keep a center uh, tree, you'd have a lot more and a lot larger fruit on that. But all these uh, undergrowth suckers are really affecting them. Charlie keeps them because you can grow a new fig tree from a cutting. He estimates there are now dozens of fig owners in Wellfleet. The two, three foot high starts will be ready with fruit in about four years. But it... uh, It depends on the soil and the location. They like a good uh, southern exposure. Having them, like we have them here, they're about 12, 14 feet away from the house. Gives you ample room to walk around them. But this is the way our front of our house is facing south. It catches all the heat. The the house itself uh, casts the heat back onto the plant and helps push it. A little different weather than, say, the Mediterranean. We got enough here to uh, do a barbie. A few years ago, I got a cutting of a fig tree from a neighbor. Based on appearance, I'd say it's a direct descendant from one of Charlie's trees. Mine is still too small to cut back, but Charlie tells me Mrs. Capello, who brought the trees over from Italy originally, protected hers another way. Over in Italy, they would dig around them a a good three-quarters of the weight. You find your main root. Then they would take the trim back tree, fold it down toward the main root, and bury the whole thing until spring. My trees don't have any fruit yet, but Charlie's are loaded. They have hundreds of figs. Just as I was about to leave, we spotted the first ripe one of the season. Bite into it. They're incredibly sweet. Aren't they? The flavor is nothing like the intensely sweet dried figs you get at the grocery store. They're a little more fleshy, and they taste almost like watered-down jam or honey. They're just starting to come into season, so keep an eye out at your local farmer's market. For WCAI's Local Food Report, I'm Elspeth Hay.
For a list of local farms growing figs, you can visit our website at capeandislands.org, where you'll also find a recipe for an arugula and fig salad with blue cheese and prosciutto. Also online is a link to our free podcast of The Local Food Report. The show is edited by Jay Allison and produced in Woods Hole by Atlantic Public Media. I'm Vicki Merrick. Thanks for listening.